Sales is King, episode 82. Hi there. I'm on my way, I'm making it. I've got to make it show. So much larger than life. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Sales is King. My name is Dan Sixsmith, and I am your host. And this is a podcast about the changing digital landscape, the new requirements for selling effectively in 2018 and 2019 and beyond, the changing buyer, the difficulties that we face today in sales. And we discuss what is required to succeed and thrive as salespeople today. And I believe that salespeople and sales leaders are at a crossroads. We can either adapt, evolve, change, learn, or we can cling to our old ways and watch our numbers continue to decline. Sales quota attainment has dropped over the last six years. It was in the high 60s in terms of percentages of salespeople that met quota and now has dropped into around the mid-50s in through a six-year drop. So what we talk about in this podcast is what we need to do to make sure that we turn these numbers around and succeed going forward. And by all means, if you haven't reached out as yet, please drop me a note at dan.sixsmith at gmail.com and let's talk a little bit about what you guys are facing out there and how we might be able to help. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Sales is King. My name is Dan Sixsmith. Happy to be with you. And we are on episode 82 of the podcast, Sales is Definitely King. Love it. So how has it all been going? We are midway through March already, guys. It's flying on us. And we I want to make sure we are doing what we said we were going to do in 2019, right? We set those goals. We talk about things we're going to change. And I'm hoping you're not getting lulled back into autopilot. So go back and look at those goals. Let's look at what's gone on so far in Q1. How are your numbers? If they're not up to speed, if they're behind or just on pace with last year and you were looking to do better, let's talk because... There's plenty of time to make changes, but you've got to make them. You've got to make them or it's going to be another year where you look back and say, you know, eh, it was kind of average. So let's talk. Give me a shout or uh, email, dan.sixsmith at gmail. So uh, what we want to talk about today is are you playing to win is the subject of our podcast today. Are you playing to win in 2019? And I did a YouTube video on this last weekend, which you can go and check out if you want to see a little more hand-waving and ranting and raving um, from my uh, local coffee shop. But I thought we'd work through it today because when I think about playing to win in 2019 and beyond, I think about that what we really need to do is combine a lot of the old-school techniques of sales, the old-school ones that are still relevant, with some of the new school approaches 
that um, we need to deploy in the digital economy. So if we can combine the key old school techniques with some of the newer new school techniques, I think you're in a great position and you are on your way to doing well in 2019 and you're playing to win, right? So let's uh, start to go through these a little bit. And these are ones that I um, uh, worked through in the video. So go to Dan Sixsmith channel on YouTube um, if you want to see that. But um, so let's start talking about old school uh, approaches and things that are critical. So for number one, mindset, right? A positive mindset and foundation. And you're like, Dan, this is, you know, so basic. Uh, I want to turn this podcast off and go listen to some real, uh, you know, sales experts, right? But the reason why I have it is because I talk to a lot of people and we start, you know, kind of digging into what's going on and their mindset is horrible. You know, their mindset because they're starting to be, you know, absorbing the blows, right? We go out there, we get rejected, um, we have these slumps, and then we go back into the autopilot mode. You know, we just start letting uh, the pace be dictated by the marketplace rather than us grabbing the wheel and driving the car, you know, driving our success. So, you know, do we believe in ourselves? Do we believe in our product? You know, let's take a, a, a refocus on this, right? Uh, are we so overly concerned with other people, worried about the customer, worried about offending people? You know, um, that approach is not going to work. We have to have bedrock confidence in our abilities, in our product, in our team, in our you know, ability to deliver, in our ability to deliver the outcomes that the customers are looking for. So think about that, that foundation, that mindset. And figure out how you adjust that mindset. Is it, you know, more exercise? Is it more reading from some of the experts, you know? Um, is it improving your nutrition? Is it improving your personal life? What can you do to make sure that your mindset is <clears throat> completely strong and ready to go, right? Excellent. Number two is determination, right? Uh, fits in a little bit with the mindset, but determination, right? We are going to continue to forge ahead regardless of what happens. We know there are going to be some bumps and some disappointments and some assholes and some hangups and some rudeness, you know? But are we determined to forge ahead and push through? Everything we read tells us the elite sellers just work through and around and over this stuff. Doesn't phase them. Doesn't slow them down. Keep pushing ahead. Determined to reach your goals. Determined to sell enough. Determined to provide value to the marketplace. Excellent. Number three is confidence. And that goes with your positive mindset, right? But it's confidence. It's belief in the product. It's belief in yourself. It goes hand in hand with the mindset. But people are attracted to certainty. They're attracted to confidence. They are not attracted to confusion. They're not attracted to weakness. They're not attracted to, um, you know, a dainty approach to selling. They're attracted to authenticity, confidence. The better you are, uh, the more success you have, the more confident you will be. 
but you have to boost your confidence however you need to do it. Uh, for me, exercise, um, transforming my body um, has been huge for me. I feel better about myself. I have more energy. Uh, every time I pick up the phone or get on a WebEx or a Zoom, I feel like uh, I am going to rock it out. And you need to do that too. Old school, but critically important. Next one. Hustle, right? Hustle. What does that mean? That means, you know, you are all over the place, right? That means you have great follow-up, which is the next one. So we could do the two of them together. But, um, you know, hustle means being able to handle objections, you know, being able to put in the extra time. Make those calls, you know, increase your output, um, you know, get the prospect what they want, add some value to the equation, but continually, you know, juggling the right amount of deals, doing what it takes, outworking the competition. Yes, that's still an element today, outworking the competition, you know, while someone checks out on a Friday at two, you're on the phone, you're sending the email, you're following up, you're getting in the car and driving over there, you know. You're answering the email on Saturday. You're sending the article on Sunday. You know, that goes a long way. That still matters. So hustle is still key, old school and key. We talked about follow-up, but, you know, unfortunately, there's a, a large percentage of salespeople that do not follow up. I don't get this. I don't know why. But if you're in sales and you don't follow up, you should be in a different profession. You know, it's, it's the foundation. Um, it's what makes all the deals happen. You know, it takes, what does it take? Eight to 10 touches, eight to 10 contacts before you can close a deal sometimes. So, I mean, if, you're, if you don't feel comfortable following up, then you need to, you know, unsubscribe here and take up some other sort of um, profession. This is critically important and you have to improve it. You have to follow up. You can never be the holdup. You can never be the bottleneck. You have to constantly put the ball in the prospect's or customer's court and then follow up accordingly. And, you know, again, think about your cadence on follow-up. Early on, um, I was just uh, listening to the Brad Lee Closer School that I subscribe to, which is outstanding. I think you guys should do that. But he recommends one to two times a week in the first couple of weeks in terms of follow-up, keeping yourself in front of the prospect. Um, and then perhaps, you know, once every couple of weeks after that, depending on, on the process, but you have to stay in front of them. You have to add value in the follow-up. It's not, Hey, you know, what's going on? Do you have an answer? It's, it's, uh, potentially an article. It's potentially a piece of content, a piece of information, something that is going to resonate with them and shows you as a difference maker. Um, you know, basic, basic, basic. And you're saying like, oh, why would you say this, Dan? Build rapport, build connection, right? Um, you know, still an old school um, skill, but it's got to be blended with new skill. How do you build rapport? It's not about, you know, backslapping and, and um, you know, trying to be liked. Um, it's more about your ability to understand the whole person to empathize, to come in prepared, to show yourself as someone that can make a difference in their company, that can help them solve problems, um, that has experience, that is on their team, 
that will do whatever it takes. Um, but building rapport and connection that way and delivering a top-flight customer experience, a top-flight buying experience, that's how we build rapport today. And then last but not least, the old foundational ask for the business. Ask for the business. But some of us don't. You know, we're just hoping that we've done enough and that the prospect will say yes. We need to ask. We need to say have we earned your business? Can we get you to sign today? When can we kick off? Is there any other information you need from us today? We'd love to earn your business today. We'd love to get started. Can I send over the documents? You must ask for the business. This is not asking a personal question. This is actually saying to the prospect, I want to help you. I want you to start receiving my services. Let's get started in helping each other. Let me get started in helping you. So ask for the business, critically important. So when we think about all of those old school, blah, I did the same thing on the video, the old, the old school sales techniques, um, we've got to have those locked and loaded as part of our arsenal. Now let's talk about new school. Let's talk about what's been going on lately, things that uh, are becoming, uh, rising to the top of what buyers are looking for today. Okay, let's get into them. Deep subject matter expertise, right? <clears throat> and, you know, this is more than I know my product, I know my solution, I know the features. That's not subject matter expertise. This is I understand the ecosystem that my solution fits in, right? Uh, we talked about this numerous episodes ago. Uh, great example. Um, you know, if you're selling tractors... You have to understand farming, right? So think about the ecosystem that your solution plays in. Do you understand that entire ecosystem, whatever that is? It's critically important. So you need to understand how your solution fits into that ecosystem, what it does for your prospects, for your customers within that ecosystem, right? Um, subject matter expertise also means, to me, understanding the competition, Understanding how your prospect makes money, understanding their issues, what they're battling, what, what their, you know, the, the competitor set is struggling with, and how you can help. That's subject matter expertise. That's str strategic mindset. That's coming in as an advisor and not a salesperson. Okay? Subject matter expertise, number one. Number two, um, preparation, right? Uh, but I'm talking about detailed preparation that the digital economy now uh, affords us the opportunity to do. And that preparation is, as I've said before, you know, going through the 10Ks, right, the 8Ks, going through the financial reports, the videos, going through the social profiles, going through Google, the news feeds, seeing what is happening and putting together this great collection of information, and then starting to connect the dots about how you think you might be able to help. So when you go in there, you're prepared, um, you're ready with key questions, you want to kind of validate and confirm what you've heard, you want to dig for some more specifics around these issues. You're not coming in with a blank stare or a blank sheet of paper and wanting to start from square one, because buyers don't have time for it today, okay? And you're going to be basically like, uh, you know, moved out of the equation very quickly. 
and you're going to be dismissed as an amateur. So preparation is um, completely a requirement today, detailed preparation. If you go in without being prepared, it is unacceptable, and there's a greatly reduced chance that you're going to win that particular deal. Excellent. Preparation, key. Um, along those lines, right, uh, we talk about discovery, but curiosity. You know, this has to be just built into the cake today, baked in the cake. Curiosity. You know, you, you want to go in there and really learn what's happening. You know, why they're speaking to you, what those issues are, what those initiatives are, why they're initiatives, why they're issues, um, why it hasn't been solved before. You know, for those of you with children and young children, and you remember when your kids were young, like me, you know, constant questions, right? Follow-up questions. Why this? Why that? But why? But why? You know, um, not so far off with what we should be doing today if we really want to understand what's going on. Because the better we understand, the better we can position whether we can help or not, the better we can figure out... Um, how we can be of service. And I think a lot of the deals are won and lost. The, the battleground with the competitors are won and lost in the discovery, in the curiosity, in that Q&A. That's where they're lost. Not late when the decision comes, but early when you walk through the door. Think about that. Next up, um, empathize, right? Empathy, empathy. Everybody's talking about empathy. Be empathetic, you know? And um, I've seen some of these examples. Um, I've seen good empathy and I've seen bad empathy. Bad empathy is I'm making believe I'm listening to you, but I'm actually thinking about what I'm going to say next. And I'm missing everything you're saying. Um, and I literally am so uncomfortable that I can't wait to get up and put my pitch deck up where I'm really comfortable. Okay? Um, that is not empathy. Okay? Empathy is truly caring to the point of where you really want to learn more. And, and there is a great book, um, and I'm going to bring this lady on uh, when we start to do some more interviews on the podcast. But empathy, um, Helen Reese is her name. You should get the book. Uh, I don't have the title right now. But empathy is understanding the whole person. It's, it's listening so well. And we hear, you know, one of the things I love, of course, active listening. Um, we're listening so well that we can also glean what is unspoken. When was the last time you've done that? Have you listened so well to somebody? Have you looked in their eyes and evaluated them to the point of where you can also understand what is not spoken, what he or she is not saying but might be intimating that you can ask a follow-up question? True empathy, you know, is, is per perhaps putting yourself in their shoes and saying, you, you know, you've actually experienced this before, or you know several prospects that have experienced this before. And you can then begin to tell a story about how you've helped solve the problem and how the person may feel, you know, once they solve this issue. Um, that's critical, too. That's where a lot of these deals are won and lost. That's where you're going to have an emotional connection with a buyer, or they're never going to remember you again, and they're going to see you as kind of a... Um, you know, just an old school seller or just someone that they don't want to spend any more time with, quite frankly. Um, 
empathy. Read up on empathy. It, it, it's, it's tricky, you know, and, and you have to develop this. You may be a naturally empathetic person, um, but if you come across as selfish today in sales, game over, right? Um, empathy is critical. Next, you know, we keep hearing this. Tell a story. Can you tell a story? Um, well, you should be able to come in and tell a story. Uh, people remember stories. People have emotional connections to stories. Um, the best story you can tell is going to be a custom-created story based on the information you glean about the prospect. A story about another customer of yours who um, endured the same hardship, perhaps, and who you uh, worked closely with and your team worked with to move them to a happy ending, to a promotion, to their company rising in the ranks or beating their competition. That's the story you need to tell. That's the story that's going to attract your prospect to wanting to work with you. And um, then you can ask the question, would you like to come on this journey with me? You know, I just talked to you about a journey we took with one of our prospects. Would you like to join us in a similar journey? You know, storytelling, um, critical. And it's a skill that we need to keep working on. Um, you know, next, who do we need to bring in, right? We're the ringleader here. We're the quarterback, you know? Uh, we're standing at the line. We're looking at the defense. What do we do? Do I call an audible or do we go with the play that we had? Who am I going to throw to or am I going to hand off? Do I need the sales engineer? Do I need the vice president of marketing? Do I need my immediate supervisor, a sales manager? Do I need a technical guy? Um, you know, uh, who do I need to leverage and bring into the second or third or fourth meeting? This is critical. Um, leading the charge, orchestrating the team, calling the right signals. The elite sellers today call the right signals. And they know, they look out at what the defense is giving them, and they figure out the right play to call and whose number to call. So think about that today. You know, in the deals you've won, who have been the people that have helped you get it over the top? In the losses, who have you forgotten, perhaps? Um, or who did you bring in that screwed it up for you? Um, that's critical. And then the other part of being a great quarterback is are you preparing everybody, right? Are you telling each of these people what you need from them and what they're expected to do on the call and how they should prepare? All critical components of being the quarterback of the deal, of being the leader, of being an elite seller, and of being someone that has an impact in your organization. Um, the last one I want to talk about is um, you know, understanding the buyer, the buying process, right? How many decision makers are involved here? Who's the budget holder? Who is the champion? Am I meeting with the champion? And have I sold the champion? Uh, we, we heard from Jerry Acuff last year on one of my episodes. Um, he recommends asking, come, coming right out and asking that champion or potentially someone that's going to run it up the flagpole for you in that initial meeting, do I have your support? Can I count on you on pushing this forward? Because... If he says no, then you need to regroup and figure out how to move past his objections. Um, 
too many times we don't ask, we walk away, and the reality is we do not have their commitment to help you out. And then we spend months, weeks, months, years sending emails and getting crickets in return. So be very cognizant. Ask the right questions about the decision-making process, the timing, who's involved, um, you know, the competitors, their process, the budget, um, you know, whether they kind of prefer longer-term deals, shorter-term deals, all those key things are critical. So have you been playing to win in 2019? Have you been leveraging all of these key skills? Have you been tying them together properly? Has your year been going the way you want it to go? If it has, congratulations. Mine has. I'm really happy about that. But I want to do even better, okay? I'm ahead of where I should be, but I want to be even further ahead because you never know what's going to go on with the economy. You never know when things are going to slow down. So while things are still strong, get way, way ahead. So I encourage you guys to keep evaluating your game. Keep monitoring things. Um, make, make the changes. You know, Call the right signals. Keep the hustle going. Uh, deploy those old school tactics, but combine them with new school and become an elite seller. Peace.